0: Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host Sandeep Johal and I have a special treat for you today. We have Jeremy Chaves from Binder who will tell us a little bit more about the uh, recruitment world and the platform that his and he has been working on and his company has been working on for a little while now. So I can't wait to uh, get right into it. Uh, please welcome on board
1: Jeremy. So, Binder's a a recruitment technology, and we aim to provide our customers with the best data, uh, the best experiences, the most flexible, best workflows um, that's available for their recruitment teams. Uh, We've been working on Binder for half a decade now. (laughs) And uh, over time, we've shifted from, I think, as you said, being an online platform in the job market. uh, as a job site we started as. Uh, now we're in enterprise software. So, you know, we've closely tracked trends in recruitment technology over the years, and uh, we're especially, you know, leaning towards how AI is now um, becoming quite um, evolved in the space. Uh, so, you know, we partly offer our, our expertise, you know, we try to be ag- agnostic with clients and implement the best uh, uh, softwares out there no matter what vendor it's from. Uh, but at the same time, we're, we're developing our own Uh, recruitment technologies, which uh, some parts of it that we've developed so far, we definitely feel compete with the best in the world uh, and are very innovative. And uh, our goal is to, as I said, uh, bring the best data, serve it up in the best experiences and uh, deliver on uh, efficiencies for for recruitment teams.
0: It certainly does sound very exciting, but uh, I was also very keen to understand where the AI side of Binder came into play. So I asked Jeremy to describe a little bit more about how AI played its part in uh, Making the technology the way it is and here's his answer.
1: So we, we integrate with the AI recruitment engine uh, You know it uses a web interface <clears throat> a lot like a lot of, a lot of other integrations would uh, So I mean you've probably experienced it yourself uh, when you have applied for a job and you upload your resume and it gets passed uh, is the, the terminology for extracting uh, the data uh, from your resume, turning it into structured data, which is then in the system. So I think that's the, the, the sort of trigger and the starting point for the AI in recruitment. That's what's you know uh, more than just uh, OCR and optical character re- recognition. Um, it's, it's very well-trained natural language processing which uses HR, ontology, or just, you know, human resource. This is a uh, vocabulary and dictionary, so it's trained for, for that to think like a recruiter, right, and basically read a resume um, in a matter of half a second uh, and produce the sort of structured data and insights which can then, uh, you know, further enable um, uh, more AI down the track to stay on that topic of uh, eventually being able to uh, create good matches and biometric scoring uh, between candidates and their suitability for a job. I think with a lot of AI, but definitely in recruitment technology, because it's, so, it's people orientated, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's about people. So, you know, it's hard. You can't really replace a good recruiter like that. Um, we just try to uh, give them the best data Uh, and the best on-screen experiences and the best workflow to to serve up to them and Help them make decisions faster more efficiently get the best people
0: So this means that the recruiter gets to Save time by making quicker decisions
1: Yeah, correct. I mean a lot of uh, in the the uh, recruitment workflow in the The value stream map, I suppose, you know a lot of time is tied up in, in reviewing candidates resumes applications right Um, you know there's a lot of other uh, you know non-value add and waste just in terms of our handoffs in workflow but definitely one of the big uh, ones you want to target is if we have 400 applications coming in you know how do we uh, effectively screen um, and triage those applications in a the most intelligent way so that I mean, the test that I always like to come back to is if, if, if you're a recruiter and you read all 400 resumes in detail, and you came up with a shortlist of the top 20, and we applied the, the AI and all the data-driven, you know, processes the same way, um, how close to that same shortlist of top 20 can we couldn't get to? I really think that's the goal. So uh, obviously, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, the size of the pie is pretty big. So,
0: Jeremy, how does the candidate benefit at this point from such quick decision making? So,
1: it's a great point to bring up because uh, how many times do you speak to someone or you see, you know, you see posts on LinkedIn about people complaining, especially now uh, when you know people are uh, uh, a lot of people out of work and uh, a lot of applications coming in, right? So, a lot of people obviously. Uh, do not like <laughs> myself included <laughs> show yourself too um, you not hearing back from job or well, thirteen weeks later you get an automated email when someone clicks close out on the job in the system and then it <laughs> fires off an email to everyone who wasn 't successful right so i mean people people don 't like that, so we, we value that experience too, and uh, part of the you know, our solution to that is to have um, <clears throat> more steps and incremental updates and notifications um, that can be automatically triggered and sent out to candidates to let them know, you know where they sit in the, uh, in the pipeline for that particular job. I mean, of course, you know, this needs to be configurable and at the discretion of each, uh, each business, each client of ours, um, but it's definitely something we focus on too.
0: So how does this software differ from anything else that's in the market right now?
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, on the candidate side, as I said, you know, we try to have more frequent and more personalized uh, updates, even in terms of uh, <clears throat> the application process, ease of application. You know, I mean, our, our AI that we use is, is pretty good, and the way that we handle errors is pretty good. So that when you upload your resume, you are not asked to <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, basically rewrite the entire thing. We think that's uh, a good win. Oh, um, such a pain yeah right um then on on the recruitment side you know one of the things that that we do i'll, I'll start with something really really simple that we do which is not we're not the first to do it but i don't think it's done very well um and we put a lot of emphasis onto it you know when you can, when you post a job you know you should be able to set um screening questions right so this is this tends to be like hygienic things right like you know, do you have a driver's license? If it's a, um, a field sales sales role, um, do you have the required, uh, you know, work rights, <clears> to <throat> uh, work in Australia, etc. Um, then you can, you know, you can get a little bit more, um, you know specific like how many years of sales experience do you have and stuff like that right so we allow every job to have really good configuration with uh with those types of screening questions that the candidates will answer the candidates will answer them because they don't have to rewrite the resume and uh, we also have go a bit further to say, you know, these answers in the multi choice would be preferred and these are met, you know, required and whatnot. that doesn't know that answer honestly. But the result of that is, is that you, if you get 400 applications, you know, you can very quickly start triaging, ranking, and filtering, screening um, them down to a shorter list, right, for who has met the requirements. You know, to get a little bit more uh, intelligent, I guess, um, in the features that we offer. Uh, we do, uh, as part of the AI, we extract skills data. And it's just more than skills. It's actually like, you know, what the uh, a recruiter reading a resume would take away from each section, right, each job, each paragraph that they, they read in the resume. So, you know, I might read yours, Sandeep, and, of course, I'm going to see, you know, business process management, mm-hmm. you know, is one of your top skills. Uh, I might see, you know, podcast hosting (laughs) and stuff like that right so we uh serve up that data very very specifically uh in the the beautiful profile that we show the 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 recruiter the user um and helps them basically read profiles faster read resumes faster right Mm. um and and get the same uh the same sort of in-depth um, understanding of a candidate as if they would have to read every word.
0: I'm really keen to understand a little more about the AI system that you use. Perhaps give us a little bit of an insight into what kind of technology Binder platform uses to make all these amazing um, decisions for uh, the recruiters. Sure.
1: So the the uh, AI vendor that we uh, we integrate with, so the engine is called Sovereign. So they're a US-based company, and they, you know, they provide um, this engine to a lot of different um, recruitment softwares out there, which is great. And the great part about using it is that, uh, you know, that's what they do. You know, and they're constantly training their machine learning model uh, to get better and better and better. Um, at reading resumes and providing insights and uh, scoring them against uh, job orders or job posts, right? And in terms of how it works, um, as I said, I mean, they have like a taxonomy of like 25,000 skills or something like that, which is, you know, everything from Excel to, I don't know, like your pen licence, right? (laughs) Right. Um, through to, uh, you know, Python and, <clears throat> and TensorFlow and everything, right? So they have this very well-trained um, natural language processing model, um, trained for HR and recruitment. And uh, basically when we pass a resume, we send it off to them in a matter of milliseconds, get it back, and uh, it's basically like a fire hose of data coming back. i got to say, like, this, is, this is one of the things that I've, I've noticed really like working with this, this um, AI interface is that the data that you get back is just so rich um, and it's so extensive compared to, you know, sort of a few data points in a lot of other integrations. So our job then really becomes to uh, be able to handle and structure and store and use that data, um, you know, in the most powerful way possible.
0: So how does data get structured in this system?
1: Sure. I mean, do you think about, you know, the, the structure of a resume data, of course, you've got, uh, you know, uh, the contact details, um, the person's, you know, name, LinkedIn, phone number, email, whatever might be on there. And then you've got their bio, their description, their executive summary, you've got their skills section, you've got their uh, education section, certifications, qualifications, training, and of course, experiences, right? So you've got all the standard sections of a resume, um, but it's all turned into nicely structured data. Uh, So for example, just really basically, for any given work experience, you you will get the description, the job title, uh, the employer, Uh, you will get the start date, the end date, right? And uh, a few other little things. But the the really cool part about it is that you don't just, it's not just like optical character recognition where it goes, you know, I've I've recognized these sections and here's what the text is in a structured way. Beyond that, where the, the NLP part comes in is that it actually extracts skills out of each job description or any part of the resume, right? So I'll give you an example. So... I'll give you two examples. It's, it's actually more than just keyword uh, matching, right? So it's not just like if I had, like, you know, Jeremy is proficient with SQL, um, it would pick up SQL. Like, it might actually pick up, like, you know, Sandeep has optimized processes uh, at, you know, large ASX, Australian companies, and whatnot. He has extensive, um, process you know, process optimization um, experience. And from that, it would... Uh, it would know that you have BPMN experience, right? And like notation and stuff like that, right? So it actually reads it like a recruiter would. It doesn't just work on keyword matching, which is the really cool thing. And that's, you know, part of how you get, you know, more data than what's actually there written on the resume.
0: So what's Binder's role once the data is received?
1: We handle all that data that comes back, store it correctly and efficiently um, so that it is standardised. And not only standardized, but, you know, everything is able to be stored in an indexed fashion, right? Like, you know, we're not just doing, like, full-text matches on words and, like, stuff like that, right? We've actually got structured data, which we can uh, summarize and search really quickly. Uh, And, yeah, how that comes through, I mean, I handle the the data in in Binder, Uh, you know, Tom... He's another co-founder and developer, has a graphic design background, and he does an amazing job um, when we work together to, uh, yeah, when we serve up that data, he shows it in the best way for, for recruiters to make decisions.
0: If there's one thing that's been consistent in this whole time is that startups have never had it easy. Their journeys are definitely filled with all kinds of challenges. So Jeremy, from your perspective, tell us a little bit more about some of the challenges that you encountered.
1: Look, I mean, when we started, uh, you know, we were, I guess, in our early 20s um, and, you know, started as a bunch of mates and they're some of the, you know, the fondest memories I have, definitely, Um, you know, the (laughs) hard times and the good times. Um, You know, I remember just, you know, when we started getting, like, you know, really small wins would be awesome. And as I said, you know, we started as, like, a a public platform for, for as a job site. And uh, you know, just going door to door, businesses and having them sign up. And like our first ever, uh, uh, when we went live with just like a pre-registration type thing for job seekers, we went down to the Glenferrie Festival, Glenferry Road in Melbourne, and um, we had a tent there right, which is, is sounds so backward now that I'm thinking about it, right, well, I know this now, <laughs> right, because we're, we're an online um, platform and we're launching on the street, right, like, it makes no sense, <laughs> but it but it was fun, you know, like, and we got, like, 80, like, young job seekers, like, signed up, right, like, there were all these sort of, you know, uh, kids, like, you know, around our age or in, like, you know, finishing high school, they're looking for local jobs and that was our selling point as well, Um, you know, we're keen to sign up and, and, uh. You know look for work online and as when online platforms i think were really coming around for for um job search so you know that, that was cool uh numbers getting traction was important which is you know arguably true or not but yeah no we did we did um yeah we went pretty hard and we got pretty far as a as an online public platform um you know we handled the recruitment for R world which is like a theme park out in, um, in Victoria when they were relaunching. So we handled like a, a summer of recruitment for them, which was a highlight. Um, they ended up having new management take over and uh, we went with the old management. But, uh, you know, we did we had some success there, but we, we did come around to the idea that, and we were approached by a third partner, which we have on board now as well, um, that there's an opportunity to use, you know, the innovations and the the uh, technologies we were developing in the the enterprise world. And I think that's definitely the, the right decision for us.
0: The move from public to private deployment must have been a huge transition. How did you feel about that?
1: We never really saw it as like we failed. You know, we're, like, we're used to failing. We fail every single day. <laughs> um, you know, it's just the, the nature of the business, right? But um, yeah, I think we really, you know, embraced it. And um, you know, I've I've worked in uh, in management consulting, and I have a data analytics background. And I've worked on technology projects, you know, ERP's, CRM's, other ATS and stuff like that for the years anyway, right? So you know, I'm pretty familiar with um, the whole uh, project-based uh, uh, work and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I had no real. I think I think it was. It felt good, and it's 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 worked out well.
0: Failure, as you had mentioned, is quite a natural occurrence in any kind of startup. How do you pick yourself up from uh, falling from failure?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it's just like accepting and expecting that it's going to happen, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, obviously. Celebrate the wins, but don't get too high. Don't get too low. Um, in terms of like picking yourself up, I think just understanding that you know whether you get rejected by a client or you know you have to recode like you know <laughs> a whole like feature or something because you know you've re- you've realised that you know you've done it the wrong way or something like that in, in hindsight. And you know, yeah, op- optimally, you should redo it. You just got to do it. You just got to cop it. I think right because it's a long-term game, Um, you know, if you can have success in the first couple of years, that's fantastic. I couldn't be happier for anyone who has. Um, But I think for me, like I've just sort of accepted that, you know, it's not going to be like an overnight thing. And uh, yeah, just pick myself up because uh, if you fail, you fail and move on.
0: What advice do you have for? budding entrepreneurs out there who wish to achieve great heights and really do well in the world of uh, startups?
1: If it's something that, um, you know, gets you going, I think you really know when, you know, you, you have an idea in mind and you, um, you start doing it and you realize how hard it is. And if you still want to keep going, you know, that's when you know that it's the right thing. So if that's it, then, then do it. I think in a really pra- super practical sense, this is all you know, pretty airy-fairy stuff, but in a super practical sense, I think the biggest thing that I would say is make sure that you've always got your, not as a backup plan, but you've always, you always know who you are professionally and the skills that you have to offer, right? So like I'm, I'm a data analyst by, my, you know, by trade, by background. Um, <clears throat> part of that means that I have uh, you know, development and software engineering skills. Uh, which, you know, I use with Binder and I, as I said before, I handle the data side, right? So, you know, not as a fallback plan, but I've always bounced back and forth between my own freelance work uh, professionally as well, right? So the same goes for Tom, uh, who comes from a graphic design background, you know, Uh, he's always maintained uh, his career development at the same time, which is really hard to do. But I think it's a really key thing. Like if you're a salesperson and you want to start a business selling muffins, right? Like, I think it's really important for you to, over the 5, 10 years that it takes, especially if in your, you know, your 20s or 30s doing this, like, make sure that you have other things on the go at the same time professionally that are driving your, uh, you know, uh, sales career and, uh, you know, professional development forward and your network and stuff like that as well. You know, it's nice to say, like, you know, if you're in, go all in, but as I said, not as a fallback plan, but it'll help. It, it helps. It really does. You, know, you, you need to have experience beyond what your own little you know, dream is as well.
0: Well, thank you very much, Jeremy. Appreciate your time and what a pleasure it was chatting to you. Learned so much more about the world of startups and of course, technology in the space of recruiting. Join us next time for more insights into the world of technology. Until then, thank you and take care.